Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez. Clary with you on a Monday. The, the weather kind of just completely did a 180 yesterday and today. Um, we, I was, I golfed 18 holes yesterday and I was in sweatpants and a nice little hoodie and I felt comfortable at 11 AM. And then you come out today and you're freezing. And so, um, it, the, the weather did a 180. Hope you guys are staying warm wherever you may be. 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln hotline, starter Heyman text line. Feel free to, uh, call in or text in with your thoughts. Rico and I, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit before the show, the, the way that college football just has changed the last couple of weeks in terms of the coaching carousel and everything, how we started with the jobs that were open was Dan Mullen, Florida, LSU, and USC. Or, yeah, USC, because mm-hmm. Clay Helton went to Georgia Southern. And it was kind of – it's just weird to see the domino effect on how it went from, okay, now Oklahoma – Lincoln Riley's at USC mm-hmm. and and Notre Dame opens up. They got they filled out with Marcus Freeman. All the dominoes yeah. that fell because after just three jobs started, which Florida it's it's hard to say that they were really part of the coaching carousel, the wild um carousel because they went real quick with their hire. I mean they they they, they knew who they wanted. They knew who they wanted. They didn't really try to go get anybody bigger. They wanted Billy Napier from Lafayette and they said, "All right, this is what this is what we are are uh, going to do." Um Okay, let's we have a we have a call on on the Honda Lincoln Hotline about the playoffs. So we're gonna take that real quickly before we dive into this conversation. We have Kyle on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Kyle, what's on your mind, Chef man? Kyle. Um, yes. So I think the Michigan over Iowa was way more impressive because Georgia came out and they were flat. Mm-hmm. All right. Appreciate appreciate it, Kyle. That's all. I, I appreciate that. Uh appreciate the call. 402-464-5685. So back to our Back to our little conversation there. Um, I mean, he's not wrong. They were flat. I don't know if that automatically makes the win better, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I guess. It's it's debatable. Whatever. So that made me and Rico kind of talking about this. If Nebraska finds themselves in a, in a sticky situation next offseason <laughs> where just it's fine, they, they had a kind of a sticky situation next season, and let's say they don't, Scott Frost and company doesn't hit that, that – Approved, predetermined metric approved metrics from you know talking with Trev Alberts and everybody what's that mean for Nebraska's options next year do you do you feel like Nebraska would be deterred from going the group of 5 route again would Nebraska do what Washington and what what Florida did and have a group of 5 coach who has had a couple of successful seasons and maybe is coming off another successful season go get him or or have they kind of turned off the group of 5 route uh, after this failed experiment, and um, there there have been documented cases of group of five coaches going to the power five level and not having that great of success, mm-hmm. um, or would they go the coordinator route? Would they look at a coordinator at a big name school who they think they can get away and and maybe will come to Nebraska and have success? Or this is the this is what I what I asked you up front. Does Nebraska feel like they have enough cachet left that they can take? a head coach away from another power five school 
and have that person come to Nebraska and be the head coach. See, and there's two sides to this coin because there's obviously that um, side of trying to get a bigger name to create a splash and that has a proven track record. But then also on the other side of that, it's very possible that a, a guy under the radar that doesn't have necessarily a huge name or or success at a power five level as as in terms of a head coach, mm-hmm. if he's an offense coordinator, defense coordinator, something like a Brent Venables, let's say that, um, where that it, you just have to find the right fit. Mm-hmm. It has one to of be the, the right guy. One of the like higher paid assistants in college football. You just go out and you you grab him and you're like, yeah, I know you're getting paid highly as a as an assistant coach, but we can pay you more and you'll be the head coach. And so, and, and we're getting this off the text line. Eric and Lincoln says you would hope that they could promote within, and and then you have to determine, you know, h- how do you decide who Who's, who to promote? Because yeah. obviously, like this year, let's say this year, Eric Shenander was the hotter name on on that staff in terms of because just because of defense success. Mm-hmm. But let's say next year the the defense stays the same, and and now the offense. Is, is the same as well, but you have a guy like Mickey Joseph. That's the name that we got on the text line. Mm-hmm. How do you determine which one to hire? And, Travis Fisher and, is wanted every offseason by SECs, getting courted every offseason by SEC schools to come down and be their defensive backs coach. Do you mm-hmm. do you promote him to a to a bigger role to try and keep him around? That's the, there's so many moving parts to that. It's 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 complicated. But I just I just kind of want to hit on the like I want to ask the text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. Do you think Nebraska still has enough cachet, enough left in the bank, enough enough juice left to to snatch a head coach away from another Power Five school, a la USC or LSU and, I, and Miami? <laughs> and I want to leave this open. I'm not going to kind of give my opinion because I honestly don't really know. But also. I'm curious to know what the fan base is feeling, um, and like a, a guy like Mickey Joseph, do do Husker fans, if this goes bad or gets worse, I should say, are do you want to hire another former Nebraskan, former Husker, like those little things? Like I, I wonder how big of a of a of a factor those are in pleasing the fan base, because now we're seeing Nebraska fans, the ones I've talked, some of the ones I've talked to, they regret hiring a former Husker. They regret it because you've seen that they kept him around after a three and nine season. Now that's not me advocating for him to be fired, and that's not at me advocating for him to stay around. But I'm saying that that's that's just the truth. The stats aren't pretty. Now, see, we get this here. The milkman says it's all about the money. If they fork it out, they can get a good coach. That's interesting because if you're if you look at what Miami did today, they paid twenty five million to get Mario Cristobal as their head coach. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I want to pose, pose this question to you and, and the text line. Are we, is Nebraska ready to win now? Are they in win now mode? Or are they in let's see what next year does and then decide if we are ready to compete for a title? I think it's a mixture. I think right now this coaching staff is in a. I mean, you you have to build for the future regardless of if you're if you're not sure if your job is safe or not or if you're going to be around next season. But you still got to build for the future just in case you are are coming back. Um, so they're in they're in kind of a win now mode so they can keep their jobs and they can stay here at Nebraska and build towards the future. But I think with some of the pieces they're going out and getting, they're like, okay, you know, what we do this season. Hopefully is enough for us to come back next season 
and you know put together something even better. So it's just it's a mixture where you want to obviously you want to win now so you can keep your job, but you want to keep building towards better and better seasons to eventually get to that pinnacle and and win a championship. We get this off the text line 402-464-5685. Cheeseburger says, "You let Frost go and a lot of people will be done with the Huskers. We are tired of this need to win now and fire a coach after 4 years. All you're doing is ruining Nebraska." Yeah, and and I'm on board with that to an extent, yeah. but then also on the other side, I'd ask you this, once again, leaving it open for interpretation for your guys' thoughts. If you specifically and and only look at the stats, because at some point it's about the winning and losing, mm-hmm. right? And if you look at the stats, how encouraged are you for next season? How how much success is a realistic possibility for Nebraska next season? What are the expect what's a realistic expectation? Mm-hmm. And then you have to ask yourself, are you okay with that expectation being what it is? So let's say the expectation is six wins next year. Are you okay with that being the expectation in year five? That That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not okay with it, but based on what has happened in the first four years, I'm okay with it. It hurts, but I mean, getting to six wins would be fantastic. Getting to a bowl game and, and getting back out there would be great. But my argument to Cheeseburger is if you take away the name and you have everything happen to the exact same, everything, nothing has changed about the, the play calling, the wins, the losses, mm-hmm. the big plays, the players that are here, nothing has changed. The head coach just isn't named Scott Frost. See, and I want to kind of push back on something you said, Rico, because you said that if, if you got six wins next year, it'd be fantastic. I don't know if it would be. It would be, it would be gosh, here we go, progress, <laughs> because you, you make a bowl game. Mm-hmm. And you you're you're going for another month, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you're six and six, and according to and, and according to my my standards of of just college football in general, and what Nebraska is used to being, mm-hmm. that's a mediocre football team, and yeah. that that doesn't see that doesn't speak fantastic. You finish the season seven and six after winning the bowl game. Uh, it's it's not like I said, it's not great. I don't I, I know I, don't, I, don't I, I understand I understand why you said that yeah. because it's it is progress at yeah. the end of the day. Like nobody so wants that in that. year five, but after what you've gone through as a fan base, as a coaching staff, as as a university, you just you just finished a season with three wins. If you can double that, that would be a pretty successful season. Now, if you're thinking back to you know all the other seasons, that's not a successful season. But again, you're just thinking back to last season. You know, you're improving upon what you did. You're improving upon what what the foundation that was laid down for you. And you know, after that, you you look to build from there. But I the six wins have to be you know not uh, not six squeaking by wins. Although proving that you can win a one score game would be great, but it can't yeah. be you know six close wins and six bad losses. It can't be that. If you're gonna win six games and lose six games. It you have to show some type of improvement, and this season they showed improvement. They didn't win, but they showed improvement in keeping every single game close. I suppose so. Now, if you can turn some of those into wins and keep the close losses, it's still gonna suck and it's gonna hurt. But I think that is that is enough, not enough progress, but that is progress. We got to get to break here in a couple minutes, but I, I we I know we have a phone call in here in a second, and I want to get to a couple of these texts because here is, um kind of the, the different sides and this is why I wanted to kind of leave it open is because I want to hear your guys' thoughts because I want to see both sides of the coin right we have this from Eric and Lincoln in Ohio State and USC rebuild is a two to three year job 
Nebraska is in the six-year rebuild group. Some places are just easier to rebuild. But then, directly following that, a minute later, we have Kyle that says, by year five, the expectations should be 9-3 and or 10-2 and with a possible trip to the Big Ten Championship games. Unnamed Texture says, six wins in year five in the Big Ten West is laughable. Um, somebody else says, there are tons of factors to judge Frost off next year. Wins is one factor, six is minimum. So that's that's kind of where I'm I'm curious to see um where where you guys fall because I'm in that boat of if you remember when he took the job it was okay three to four years mm. three to four years we should be competing for a Big Ten title you better get us in year one because year two will be dangerous bingo let's take a phone to, phone call before we get to break we have cheeseburger on the Honda Lincoln Hotline cheeseburger my man what's up hey no I'm just trying to uh, reincur what I said here so. My biggest thought is, look at Iowa. Mm-hmm. Iowa's had the same coach for 20 years, 20-plus 20 years. They didn't, they weren't that good back when they first began. If you're looking for a coach for the longevity, like the Husker fan base has been wanting, just to fire coaches after four or five years because they're not winning now, especially coming from a coach that everybody hates talking about, but previous to that were not really – Want it or taking Nebraska where they needed to go. So now you've got to rebuild everything. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, let's do it now. Let's do it now. Well, it ain't going to happen now. You have to give it more time than five, six years. It's, it's going to take 10 years to get this program back to just competing to win the Big Ten West or a Big Ten title. It's going to take a lot of time just from where we came from to now. Hey, Cheeseburger, can you stay on line real quick? Uh, go ahead. Uh, Kirk Ferentz in his first four years at Iowa went one and ten, three and nine, seven and five, and then eleven and two. But it's yes, but he hasn't had that eleven and two consistently for twenty years. Yeah. Well, he went ten and three, ten and two after that, and then he had a couple rough seasons: seven and five, six and seven, six and six, nine and four, eleven and two. Uh, a couple single-digit win seasons, and then you know he, he jumped back up into twelve, and he's been at eight and nine for every other season since then. Mm-hmm. True, I'm just saying we just can't continue on this path that we're on, yeah, and expect a different result. Yeah, I, no, I get that. I, I appreciate the call, thank you, Cheeseburger. Appreciate appreciate you calling in. All right, let's take a timeout. Let's continue this on the other side. Uh, w- send in the text line 402-464-5685. One, would you take Kirk Ferentz as the head coach at Nebraska? And number <laughs> two, how long are you willing to wait for winning football? We'll get to that next on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.